So just how far down do you want to go? Well, we could talk it out over a cup of joe And you could look deep into my eyes Like I was a supermodel
What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we have another special episode for you guys, as we are going to be doing another classic interview here on The Booch Cast. Now, as you guys know, uh, I'm taking a lot of uh, classic episodes and interviews and segments from the SoundCloud page and transferring them here to our new podcast platforms, which, as you guys know, are Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. And I'm doing that in the hopes of permanently deleting the SoundCloud page as we're no longer using SoundCloud because it's just not a good hosting site. So I'm kind of transferring stuff over. And this week we're transferring over another great interview that had not one but two guests on it. And those two men are, of course, Impact Wrestling's Johnny Swinger and wrestling legend Buff the Stuff Bagwell. Now, as you guys know, last week I played the first interview that was done with Johnny Swinger that I did along alongside uh, Joey Wensler. So that's why this is called Part 2. But it's also called Part 2 because here on the Boochcast a while back, although I have a link in the description that you can go to to check this out, was the first interview that I did with Buff Bagwell alongside Jerry Truman. Now, as you guys know, I have history of both of these men as I worked with both of them at Universal Championship Wrestling. Uh, obviously, I'm no longer affiliated with that company, but I won't get into that. Um, and of course, Buff and I still work together. Uh, we're doing shows and everything else and Swinger and I are still friends and I always say hi to him and hang out with him whenever I see him at shows and conventions. But this particular interview came about in an interesting way uh, because I had another uh, special guest co-host for this particular episode which was a gentleman by the name of Tim Gonzalez who is a fellow comedian like myself. I met him in the Atlanta comedy scene years ago but also got into the wrestling business uh, through video production because he has a video production company I think it's called Man Cave TV I assume that's still in business, or at least it was at the time uh, that we were collaborating on this interview. And he has a podcast that he does with Jody Sellers called The Tall Tales Podcast. And they did Tall Tales uh, comedy shows. Basically, they would have comedians come on and do stand-up, but also would have um, headliners that were mostly wrestlers to come on and tell wrestling stories. And on this particular night, he was going to have Johnny Swinger and Buff Bagwell on the show. And since I knew both of these men, Tim reached out to me and asked me to do stand-up and also co-host the interview uh, storytelling portion of the show. Now, I said yes to doing this because I love Swinger and Buff, and of course, Tim and I have always gotten along, so I had no problem uh, doing this show. And also, as fate would have it, that Saturday, because um, this we taped this on a Thursday night, that Saturday night was going to be the UCW Battle of the Belts show, which is currently on Fight TV. I have a link to that in the description box. If you want to go check that out, check out Battle of the Belts. So I thought it would be perfect to promote Battle of the Belts and everything else. So I saw everything falling into place. Well, unfortunately, Voldemort, he was not too pleased with the fact that I was doing this show. In fact, he called me up and expressed his uh, disdain for the fact that I would do this show because Voldemort and Tim Gonzalez did not get along. And Voldemort's one of those people that if he hates somebody, he expects you to hate them too if you want to be on his team. So he had a little bit of an issue with that. But I explained to him why I was doing it, um, and once I did, he kind of lightened up on it a little bit, but um, I had to deal with that. that. But that was just one of many toxic traits that Voldemort had, which is why I'm glad I don't work for him anymore, but that was a major issue that he had. He didn't like the fact that I would work with other people or talk to other people, because if he didn't like somebody, I was automatically supposed to not like them, and I'm not that type of person. I treat people the way they treat me. If you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. 
Simple as that. I don't get involved in feuds. I don't get involved in wars. I don't give a shit. I'm just trying to work and do my job. If you don't like that, tough titties. I don't give a fuck. That's just how I am. But anyway, so I agreed to do the interview. I go on stage. I do my stand-up. It goes okay. Uh, it was a little awkward. Some of that, you can tell that crowd was there more to see Swinger and Buff than anything else. So it was a, it was tough, but I got through it. And then I came back on stage. I got out, I took my uh, suit jacket, my shirt off, and I put on my UCW shirt because I was there to also promote Battle of the Belts, which Tim didn't have a problem with because that was the difference between Tim and Voldemort. Tim didn't care who I worked for. Voldemort, on the other hand, was a petty motherfucker. In a lot of ways, still is. So Tim goes back on stage. He's been hosting this whole time. He reintroduces me. I come back up. Crowd's happy to see me. And then we introduce Swinger and Buff and get on with the interview. So, ladies and gentlemen, sit back and enjoy as the Booch teams up with Tim Gonzalez to take on Johnny Swinger and Buff the Stuff Bagwell. Put your hands together right now for Johnny Swinger! Johnny. And then, uh, Vinny, you want to do Buff? Sure. You got an introduction for Buff? Let's hear Vinny do Buff. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage wrestling legend from WCW, WWE, and TNA, Buff the Stuff Bagwell! Excited, Buff. Um, I know that I've got something that that that, that I, I didn't know about you growing up as a wrestling fan. Um, but in digging into some of the some of the things, you just shot a movie and you were in a movie with Dean Kane, Superman. Um, yeah, which was a, a huge deal. I mean, that, that people you know overlook because there's you know a lot a lot of stars out there, you know. But he's so, Superman. How yes. how was that working on a movie set? Because obviously a lot of everyone here knows you from pro wrestling. Some might know you as a gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bunch, real. Below the belt. Bumps four hundred dollars an hour, somebody, I think. Somebody throw the flag. Yeah, Ashima. He's about that money. Um, <laughs> but no, you're you did a movie with. Um, with with Dean Kane. Yes, it was it, actually enough. He would mess up more than me, and that's how I kind of judged how good I was doing or not on my lines. I mean, we'd go through something, and he'd, and he'd fuck it up, you know. And so it was okay if I fucked something up then. So it's all a game up there too. It's the same thing. It's leverage and egos, and you know who's doing a better job and who shows up in a better mood the next day. And same thing, bro. Movie set, uh, comedy or pro wrestling. <laughs> It's all the same, baby. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. And I know, also, not only is Buffett in some movies, I read that, Swinger, you did a couple movies, too. Um, I believe you went in The Wrong Man, The Ultimate Death 2, The Ultimate Death 3, and I gotta ask, um, what was those experiences like, and do you plan on doing any more acting in the future? Uh, actually, that Wronged Man was, um, that was a lifetime movie. Uh, I had like the coolest scene. It was like a prison movie, and I was in this big prison fight, and I got to shank a guy, and they dragged him across the ground, blood squirting everywhere. I was like, holy shit, I'm gonna be a huge movie star. So I tell all my family and friends, make sure you watch this movie, because I look like better than I look in wrestling. And they saw like maybe that shadow back there, like where that guy's sitting right there, like behind him, you could see like the top of my head, and then that, that was the whole scene. <laughs> 
So, no, I don't really look forward to doing any more movies. I'm gonna stick with the wrestling. Wait, that was a Lifetime movie that happened? Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know Lifetime had back. Yeah, I got a shadow for my Lifetime. <laughs> I guess that's television for women, okay. But uh, uh, one thing I want to talk, I know there's a lot of stories we got today, and I was, I got I, I remember Buff had one story that I definitely got to hear. Um, I think you had an incident with, um, I think Steve, I think Regal at one point. Dude, uh, this, is, this is actually phenomenal. It's, it's, it's so easy for us to be, to transition into our careers at the stand-up comic comedy and that is I mean just hear a real story that, that really happened and that was we're on a flight home from Japan that I've been on as a 21 year old kid for three weeks three weeks I've been in Japan and I'm trying to adjust and live life and make it work they fly on the way home Steve Regal gets fucked up in the in the back of us and the first time the stewardess wakes us up he had like he was in, he was like had some food on him and i cleaned him up a little bit put his seatbelt on him then the next time he was wandering around the damn cab and i was like god damn so i set him down all of a sudden our tires hit and i'm like wait a minute that ain't fucking good because we're not in minneapolis yet sure enough i mean the fucking doors open and we're trying to get our composure there is police Telling us to get our shit and get off ASAP. And so we start going down these damn steps. I mean, freezing cold, everything's wild. It's the Anchorage. We're in Anchorage, Alaska, and they just pulled the fucking steps up and said, get the fuck off now. They take right the fuck off of my luggage and everything. It was unbelievable. And, uh, but they did it, and I finally convinced the police officer. I said, look, dude, here's what happened. I found the story out. Steve Regal was going to the restroom and the woman was trying to help him and he beat on her. So the emergency landing instantly after the, you know, he just, it was just brutal, man. It was like, it was so sad. I was like, dude, look at his shirt. I mean, I can't help him, bro. You know, fuck. I, mean, I did what I best I could. I babysat as best I could, but, tell, um, but we're talking about that going into what with the, uh, yeah, you said, you said there was an issue where you got on the plane and yeah. you, had get, you had to get your luggage. Oh, dude. dude the whole thing is, this is on the way to Sturgis. I'm supposed to ride my fucking motorcycle 300 miles with a bunch of buddies. And I don't fucking want to do it. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this. Let's, 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 you know, let's not do this. And somehow, it all worked out that we did. And I'm glad I did. But we were talking about it getting called Hogwild. Yeah, I remember those papers, the Hogwild papers. They would come yeah. through like Sturgis and you'd have like the motorcycle rallies. And like right. we did once a year. It was really cool. It was cool for a couple, really a couple years. It was really cool for everybody. Um, and they would actually, you know, the rev their engines with the, you know, with the applause and all that. So it was, it was cool, but it had to go to Road Wild. Yes, I remember that. Because Harley owns the word hog. So, yeah, they own hog. So, uh, that's how it goes. Do you own the word buff? Yes. <laughs> that's bad. That's a great question. So, I always call somebody, I give them the respect of when I meet them, whatever they introduce themselves as. So, like, I've always called you buff, because you're buff. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's a, I was curious. So, you own buff. Yes. I would have to pay absolutely. you to use yes, buff. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah. that's why, that's why I remember when even, like, Nashton had to go as, you know, formerly known as Diesel, formerly known as Razor Ramon, formerly known as China. They had to say that, but I owned my name, so I'd have to go as formerly known as yeah. So. Yeah. And Vince, those... Vince is evil in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a really good, really really good guy, man. I mean, to a, I mean, look, he's rich, but still, it's a it's a it's a boss. 
Yes. You have a boss again. Yeah, it's one of those awkward things where when you got to deal yeah. with a boss. And um, and I know, of course, um, you know, we'll, we'll be telling a lot of uh, stories and everything else. I know uh, Johnny was, in addition to Buff Bagwell's been in WWE, but Johnny also was in WWE. And uh, I remember a while back we were doing this uh, ticket promotional thing at the Cobb County Civic Center. It's actually where I met Swinger. And I'm kind of talking to him, you know, just trying to get to know him because we didn't really know each other that well. So I tried to bug him and say, hey, man, so what was it? What was your experience like in WWE? And you had quite a story for me about what you did in developmental. I uh, like the lady said, uh, 18 months in prison, pretty much. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was the worst job I ever had. I wrestled in all the major leagues. Uh, WCW, of course, uh, at that time was the biggest, WCW, NWO. Uh, that was my first break in wrestling, and I thought there was going to be, you know, it was going to get bigger, right, when you go to the WWF E. Uh, went out to the ECW, the TNA, all the majors, and I go, fire, we're at the WWE, this is the... It's like when you go to Disney World and you run up to that magic castle, you're like, holy shit, I'm gonna wait my whole life to get in. You get up there and there's nothing inside the damn thing. That's what this WWFE was to me. Everybody has different experiences. Mine absolutely sucked. Buff got screwed over more than anyone I've ever who seen. Was, who was in the WWE anyway. longer? Because um, oh you've got a story I broke, about. I broke a record, bro. Yeah, it's a record. Longer, so Johnny Swinger, kids don't know, is actually in WWE longer. And yeah. he just got out all the agony sooner, that's all. <laughs> yeah, 16 months felt like 16 years. Vince McMahon's a prick. Uh, the only one worse than him is his daughter, Stephanie. Wow, those are definitely shots fired. So, and, and of course, um, Buff, for the audience out there, you also had an interesting experience when you got to WWE after the uh, you know buyout of WCW and everything else. Well, it was just bad timing for the first time in my career. It was horrible timing, Mike. Uh, the only thing you saw me and Dallas Page and Booker T on TV and all was because our, our contracts were up. So Vince had to buy our company, and he did. So we went to work right away when some guys just stayed at home and got paid. Yeah. Long story short, you know, he, we know the whole debacle, whatever, do what you want to believe or take what you want to believe. Or please ask me if you have a question. I love questions. So I answer anything at any, at any time. But uh, they had that show for us, you know, in, in Tacoma instead of waiting a week and being in Atlanta. It was kind of weird. So we knew right there it was kind of... Something wasn't quite right. <laughs> very, very true. And um, and uh, also, I remember we were talking earlier uh, before the show, and uh, so you were talking about like you know you love asking questions, like talking to the audience. But apparently, you and Goldberg had some kind of interaction where he accused you of not being friendly with fans or something like that. Yeah, you know, there was one time that I started getting enough, you know, like the, the, the people, just the boys and the stuff, started stirring around and like saying, "Damn, you know, you know, Buffs being too." Much. And I'm like, "Damn, I ain't done anything different at all." But still, you know. My mom and dad, and everybody, of course, they they, would, they thought that I was doing something wrong. But but even Goldberg came up to me and goes, "I saw you turn down a, a woman's you know autograph." And I thought, I said, I would never ever turn down an autograph from anybody in my life. And he goes, "I swear to God, I saw you do it, Mark." And I had to swallow that and take that. That's what he was talking about. It was it was it was tough because me and Bill were tight, and I got him in the business. He's a great guy, dude. And you know, I love Bill Goldberg. Like he, we all do, but dude, I mean, I didn't—I've I, I, never turned my autograph down. So it was like, damn, man, don't don't call me out like that, you know, please. <laughs> Johnny, you wrestled Goldberg. Did you wrestle Goldberg? Were you part of that? Yeah, watch this. That's about how fast it was. 
But it happened. And, and people love to come up to me and tell me that. 25 years of wrestling, they come up and go, I saw you get beat by Goldberg in 10 seconds. I'm like, who the fuck did you get beat by? Huh? At least I got beat by the biggest fucking star in the world, right? Well, I, that's nothing to talk about, right? But uh, yeah, it's uh, I equated to being run over by a fucking truck, right? Pardon my language, but I have two kids and I can't swear at home. So if you don't mind, I'll let it all out here and I'll be Johnny good for a weekend. Johnny also got a night out. Johnny also got a night out. Yes. It's a great way to get everything out of the system. So um, also, I, I, I read somewhere about you guys. You know, obviously, you guys know each other a long time. You guys have wrestled each other. You've also teamed up. And I heard a story about you guys. One time, you guys were a tag team at World Wrestling All Stars. What was that experience like? Actually, that's one of the, uh, one of my favorite memories of wrestling. Uh, World Wrestling All Stars was like an seemed to me was an offshoot of WCW. It looked like it was going to be the next. It was all international, uh, Europe, Australia, and um, I actually had thought a few years prior that me and Buff would be a really good tag team, you know, like when he was tagging with Scotty Riggs and that, that we had similar gimmicks type looks and wrestling uh, style. So when we got to tag up in uh, World Wrestling All-Stars, I was really excited that that was going to be a, another major uh, company. We were just a perfect fit together, like our styles and uh, all the way up till today. We, we've done it on the independent scene and um, we just we mesh really well. We're good friends. It, it, it helps out to work with your friends, makes it a lot easier, more fun. You, you got to have fun with what you do or else what the hell, what's the point of it? Absolutely. And one thing I love to do, one thing I love to do whenever I've done like interviews and stuff is I like to, I like to, I like to, I like to get to the bottom of rumors in the wrestling business. Cause and, I, and it's always great when I get to have, you know, the guys that have had rumors. I love how Buff just took the mic right away. <laughs> Pretty much. Fucking me, bro. Yeah, but, I hate it. Well, here's the thing. He's actually a good fucking guy. Yeah. For real. Well, <laughs> I, I talked about the first time I met Sonya. Well, the first time I kind of met Buff was not really in person. I had a chance to uh, interview you on my radio show. Usually we're doing a show with Tim at the Cycle Nation. Right. Um, and I like I asked a lot of questions. And the weird thing was, we wrapped up the interview. Uh, we both agreed it was great. And then two weeks later, this article comes up. And this is the, all the headline I see. It says, Buff Bagwell to star in adult movies. And I went, what? <laughs> so I clicked the button and it said something about a rumor about you making a deal with Vivid. Like, what happened? Is there any truth to this? Actually, actually, we did. We actually did meet. Okay. They were just going to do the production of our my documentary that is for sale. But by the way, it's for sale right over there at my table. It'd be like a good one, but uh, but that, that's what it does. I, mean, I really tell I tell it like it is from the fucking ground up all the way. But we did talk a little bit. I said, "How much is really in it?" And, and they wanted to do a you know a one that was called "China Comes," you know, or "Above Comes to China." Or Joni was doing that at the time. God, God rest her, God rest her soul. That was what was talked about across you know across desk. So they wanted to do like a crossover thing. Just was so successful. But dude, it, it just it just it just just wasn't enough money, I didn't think. It was a lot, but it wasn't okay. enough. enough whoa, 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 what part of it wasn't enough? To fuck China or do an adult film and have that never be able to? Well, the, the, his comeback was really Would you have fucked China? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I went around her a lot. But what does that I, mean? I mean? I mean, for real. I mean, I really went around her a lot at oh, okay. all. I mean, like maybe five minutes total. So, so you weren't turning down so much like, yeah. who's my partner? No, no. She knew we were no, I was no, yeah. yeah, right, right. right Sometimes you know how she gets behind buckets. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, so that's what started it, but there wasn't enough money. And he had a great comeback. He said, hey, tell me a sex tape that's fucked anybody's career up. And I'm asking y'all to say one. <laughs> There's not one. 
And so I threw that line out, and that didn't work. <laughs> I was trying to get out of the office, you know, outside of the deal. I guess, um, well, one of the big things we got going on before we go to the audience is, um, uh, in addition to here in Griffin, Georgia, we got there's a big event coming here on April the 6th, and that's a uh, UCW Battle of the Belts at the Taylor Street Gym uh, in Griffin, Georgia. It'll be April 6th. Uh, doors open at 6.30, bell time 7.30. Yes, absolutely. You can, go, you can stop by Jody this week to pick up your tickets at the uh, Sellers Law Firm. Shout out to Jody and my good friend Judy. Sorry. So, I, look, I know I talked about Jody a little bit earlier in my personal life. All I can think of why Sheila was up is that how she needed Jody. Guys, seriously, you see his ass everywhere. He posts on everything. He's in every advertisement everywhere. Please clap for Jody Sellers because he is a badass attorney. And as Sheila, he will save your life. I'm on my fifth strike with marijuana. <laughs> Surprise. I need Jody in my life. You need him in your life. He's right there. Um, but Jody made this possible, and guys, we wanted to make sure that everybody knew before we got out of here. We're doing all this to raise awareness for Operation Lunchbox. Dave Newman and his brother Matt are here somewhere back there. They love it. They laugh their ass off. They come on the show. But what they do every single Thursday is uh, they take donations from companies, uh, charitable, you know, just they take in uh, donors, non-perishable items. They bag them up and they take them to schools Friday morning and they give them to kids that wouldn't eat over the weekend. So that's the story. It's not complicated, but they do it every single Thursday. So please clap for Dave Newman, Matt, and Operation Lunchbox. Because, shocker, I was one of those hungry kids. Um, still am. Not my wife's fault, my fault. <laughs> but that's what they do, and we were able to make this all possible because of Jody. So if you need a lawyer, buff, Ashima, please. Absolutely, and of course, you gotta clap for Judy as well, because she is truly the right hand of Jody Sellers. Fantastic, you know. Every great person needs help, and Judy is the best help that Jody's had, at least I, I believe, from my experience. And yes, he agrees, thank you. <laughs> But of course, as we as I mentioned before, Battle of the Belts is coming here next Saturday, and Swinger recently just got added to the card, so he'll be there next Saturday. So, yes. so Johnny, I gotta ask, what can we expect April 6th? Well, just like the show says, Battle of the Belts. I love belts because belts mean money. I love money and I hate late, so make sure you're on time, Vinny. Okay. <laughs> I will be on time, because I do not want to piss him off. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I guess now we'll uh, get some questions from the audience. Well, you guys got a question? Buff Bagwell, Johnny Swinger, fire away. I've always, I've always wanted to be a manager for a rapper. What does it take to be a manager? You got five grand? I got five I'll grand. I'll make you a manager in one day. Cash. You're going to be a manager. Yeah. yeah. You, you pay him the money, he makes you a manager, then you go out and get the money. That's what he's trying to imply. Get all the money you want. I don't exactly. care how you get it. Anybody else got a question? We got Buff, Buff Johnny Swinger. Oh, right here. We actually rated a, a number like a six every Monday. Uh, to put that in perspective for everybody, the Super Bowl's a 24 once a year. So doing six sixes every Monday was a gigantic deal. But AOL finally merged with Ted Turner, and for some reason, they didn't think that wrestling was was they thought it was like gone and past its thing. Even though we were drawing, we're still doing a you know four or five. But the number one rated show was still AOL. Long story short, is who 
getting more with us and got rid of us, which caused the whole thing, which could have been great for everybody. It could have been two two companies against each other, and you guys be more involved and have watch have more TV to watch if you watch it, and then it gives a lot of guys more jobs, and it was just a smart thing to do. But he just completely shut it down. It was really bizarre, and I was the first one in, so I got bloody real fast. I went to handshakes to go in. Okay, this is not working. So yeah, so it was pretty rough. But uh, that's what happened is this AOL had the power instead of Ted Turner because he was always he always backed us up right with the wrestling. Yes. Right, exactly. Hey, Dusty Rose hired me 30 years ago. I walked in as a 20-year-old kid with a suit and a tie and clean shaved, of course, and no earrings or nothing. And had a meeting with Dusty Rose to try to get a job and did. He's, he's incredible. So he actually, yeah, exactly, God rest his soul. But, but he actually hired me and gave me my break, my first break. So I've got a question for the lady in the crowd. Please. Did you know that Buff actually started here in his pro wrestling career and did training here in Griffin? No, I didn't. Tell your history in Griffin. Ah, I didn't know you had that one. I didn't know he had that for real. Um, I meet Missy Hyatt at a pool. Uh, long story short, she looks across the pool. She sees me. I don't realize it. I see a blonde and big boobs. You know, I saw, I saw, I saw from across the pool. All of a sudden, as I get back to my room, my apartment, She's moving in, ironically, across the way from me. I thought, that's kind of fucking weird, you know? I still played it off like no big deal. So I go inside about that that night. She knocks on the door and she says, hey, uh, I got to tell you guys, uh, today I saw you at the pool. And I mean, told my wife and me at the time, my first wife. And she goes, I, I told her that, uh, I saw him across the pool and he should be, he should, he should be a wrestler. You should be a wrestler. I go, those guys don't make no fucking money. I said, Mom, they're all broke. She goes, our lowest paid guy makes about 100 grand a year. And I said, so tell me once again about this, how to get into this thing. This leads me to Griffin, Georgia. It was my first journey, my first stop on being a pro wrestler 30 years ago. It was here, this first stop. And so I walk in the building, it's a piece of shit, dump, warehouse looking place. I mean, just horrid. The rings, everything's horrid. And the guy goes, oh, you're not big enough. I said, dude, I said, Brian, I know I'm just as big as Brian Pillman. He goes, well, he's a good wrestler. I go, wow, how the fuck do you know I'm not a good wrestler? You know, so it went like that, but I came home, I'm like, Missy, I can't afford $3,000. So another guy trained me, which is called two or three times and throw you on TV. That's what it was called back then. And so that's what they did. They trained me two or three times. I kind of caught on and they threw me on TV and I looked really fucking dumb for a good solid year. I'm, I'm pretty convinced of it. Maybe oh, two. Maybe two. When you walk in the door at that shithole in Griffin, who was in the building? Like when you walked in, you looked around. God, like, like, um, God, like names I can't remember. What was the ECW guys? I always have a name, a hard time remembering the blonde. It was the big sick guy that I always talk about. Um, had the sword, Sam Ash? The sword down their pants at WCW. They had their sword down Jack there. Jacko. Jacko Victory. I wrestled him once at the ECW. And bro, I was definitely the heel. Nash was in the ring at the time, and, I, and they were like talking to each other. So I thought they were talking behind my back. 
fucking with me. And I went, you know, the for what, $3,000? And they're fucking talking about it? You've got to be shitting me. So, but they were actually, they were calling moves that I learned later on that you go through. But at the time, I thought they were actually doing something behind my back or something. I said, Missy, they were talking about me and it's $3,000. I said, that's fucking, it's a double negative. But I got trained by another guy, long story short, and 30 years later, here I am, you know. Back in Griffin. Back in Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck, I'm making a t-shirt right fucking now. Make a note. Back in Griffin. That is fucking perfect. Oh my God, give it up. Absolutely. Back. Awesome. So, we got another question from the audience? How do you feel about Jim Ross? Oh, we actually, we actually finally, you know what, dude? I got so tired of that. Not Johnson, I got so tired of answering that. Then we, I saw him out and just, just made, just, just made up, dude. Just said, look, you know, you know, you know just a hug, no, no, nothing deep. Just a handshake and a hug. And he jumped and said, do you forgive me? And I said, well, you know, whatever. And just, you know, thank you or whatever. Just, just, just fucking put it to rest, dude. It is what it is. There's, there's only three witnesses, bro. Like I said, it's him, me, and God. So I can't, I can't, I can't pull it out, bro. I can't make, I can't, I can't prove him wrong. The only thing I can prove him wrong about is his, his podcast and stuff would say he liked me and his his panel that he had. He fucking drilled my brains out. Just how horrible, you know, my mother calling and everything, but. I forgave him for that, and we moved on, but he didn't. Nobody really pushed him on a podcast, or they would have got a different answer. All right, well, I got, well, I, well, I know you're talking before about being, tra about the training and gripping and everything. I also know, I know, Johnny, you, you were running, or still running wrestling training camps, and I just want to know, like, um, are you still doing that? What made you decide to open one? Uh, I actually know I, uh, I did that for, I had my own place for about two years up in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia, and then there was a change in ownership in the gym, and uh, the new owner had come in and basically, uh, I had a 75, 20 I split with him, he said, well, I want 50% of the money now. I said, well, I'm doing 100% of the work. So it's 25 or zero. So he opted for zero. So what I do now is uh, I do more like seminar type, like before the shows, like say the show that's coming here next week. Yeah. Uh, with the ring set up for the show, I'd come maybe at two o'clock and uh, several people want to, you know, attend a seminar. We actually do it right then and there. That works out better for me. Uh, there's no overhead. There's no, you know what I mean? I don't have to, it's, it's in a different town all the time. And then it gives different people opportunity at different levels to come and get a, a like a one day that they're getting really big now, the one day seminars. And where can people find the uh, information on the seminars? Like, uh, you can go to my website, swingtimewrestling.com. I'm on Facebook and uh, Instagram and all that. So you can very easy to contact me. Absolutely. And of course you guys can check uh, Johnny Swinger here next week at the Taylor Street Gym in Griffin, Georgia on April 6th for UCW Battle of the Belts. And uh, so, Buff, what can we expect from you going down the road? I mean, I'm almost, almost, uh, this is really what I want to do. I mean, I want to talk in front of people and tell them fucking stories and, and make them laugh, you know, and just, but at the same time, it's, I think it's coming from it being a real fucking story that I say or tell or the way I act or pick up or like her kicking her shoes off. It's, it's the real thing that I'm shooting for for people to, to dig. And so, but this is the beginning of that. And I think I, I, I didn't know if it was a preacher or from a comedy club or what it is, but it was definitely me speaking in front of somebody. So I thank you guys a lot and please give yourself a round of applause for even, yeah. for even being here tonight. Thank you guys. Thank you. So what do you think about it, boss? What do you think? What do you think about this crowd? Oh, dude, they've been phenomenal. They've stuck with us and we're amateur. We're just here just trying to tell true stories and keep you kind of entertained if you're wrestling fans and some of the girls aren't and some of the girls are, but still at the same time, thank you guys so much for having me back here. Really, thank you. So tell them where they can find you. You, I, not, Marcus, I own the DVD, by the way. My Mar wife. MarcusBuffBagwells.com. 
Marcus Buff Bagwell.com. Go there and it'll take you anywhere. But I think everything's Marcus Buff Bagwell except Twitter's Mark because they won't allow that much. I mean, how many fucking letters? They call them, they call them characters. Don't figure that fucking out. They call them characters now. We call them characters. Make me say that out loud. Yeah. yeah, they don't allow a lot of characters. I'm with you, Bob. I feel That's fucking horrid. It is. It's a long name, though. It's still just saying. Marcus Alexander Bagwell, Buff and all that shit. Except for Twitter, it's only this many letters because it's, a, it's fucking horrible. It sucks, right? I mean, tell me. Buff, I don't know. I'm on the outside looking in. You're just private, so I don't know. I don't get it. It sucks. It sucks. All right, well. Damn it, I hate it. Uh, and then you're working on a documentary. You got a documentary, you've had a film crew, y'all been dude, working on, you've had a lot of surgeries. Listen to me, dude. Listen, y'all gotta fucking hear this. I have had five hip surgeries in four years, and ironically, he was an eyewitness to the whole fucking thing. We had just met and started doing our, our traveling together. And when we did, I started having hip problems. So he was in for the ride the entire time of me being okay, but not being okay, the crutches. To, it was it was fucking horrible, dude. Four years. I'm 16 weeks post-op right fucking now from my fifth hip surgery going in for just a hip replacement. I got stabbed and blah, blah, blah. It's ridiculous. But long story short, everything's going good now. And, and you know, just, 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 you know, trying to get back from that and, you know, put some weight back on and get back in the gym. And, but, uh, that, that was that, that really set me back a long ways, dude. It really did. So it was good to try to get back to something, you know, to your roots again, you know, and somebody listen for a change. <laughs> and I guess we'll wrap this up with one more question. This is a story that a story that I just found out about recently. Um, apparently, back when you were WCW, I heard this story about Eric Bischoff one time pitched a storyline to you where he wanted you to come back as a ghost or something. I, I didn't know what this word was. It was called. It went, it went viral or something, but regardless, long story short, it's kind of boring. But it was a thing where he was going to play that I died on a, on a, on a, on a, on a plane crash and play it off on TV. And I said, damn, dude, I need to call your fucking parents before you die on TV. Live, maybe. So I called my parents, tell them, hey, look, they got me set up, you know, do this thing. And they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? You're going to be dead? And what? I said, I'm not even sure. Well, he reverses the whole thing around on, on the internet and makes it like I daydreamed the whole fucking thing. And I mean, I mean, he was bringing me back as a ghost on a wire, he said, at Halloween Havoc. I mean, you think I just fucking dreamed that up? <laughs> no. So, you know, so it, he definitely was, it was said to me, you know, and on a private jet somewhere with nobody else around and no witnesses. And even the internet kind of took up for me and said, you know, bad old hotels, you know, everybody believes me. But it's, it's, it's really ridiculous. But, but that's, 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 the, that's the story of it. It's, it's, it was, he said he was going to be him that died in Mexico and I got it all mixed up. You know me, I just had a crazy brain there for a couple weeks. I forgot something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, Buff Bagwell. Thank you guys, man. Thank you. Johnny Slinger. He's going to have pictures. There's posters from the show, DVDs. There's all kind of really cool shit over there. Get by and meet them. Hang out with them for a minute. They're one of the most approachable set of guys that I've ever met. Hey, check them out. Like I said, go meet these guys. Buy the DVD. Vinny, Adult Swim. He's eating a fucking car. Put your hands together for Vinny. Wellington Jutu. Of course, it's Sheila Franklin. The staff. Michelle. Thank you guys so much for coming out and supporting it. We're done. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen was our part two interview with Johnny Swinger and Buff 
Bagwell. And of course, Tim Gonzalez uh, being a big part of it as well as it was his Tall Tales event. So uh, if you guys want to see more from uh, Tim Gonzalez or more from Tall Tales, make sure you check out Tall Tales Pod. You can go to talltalespod.com for all the information you need on the podcast and comedy shows and all the great events that uh, Tim Gonzalez and Jody Sellers put together. And of course, uh, in the description box, you'll be able to check out the uh, part one interview that I did with Buff Bagwell the first time I ever interviewed him on the Boochcast and of course um, the Johnny Swinger part one is from last week so if you haven't heard that one already you can go check that out it's fresh in the database to go check out uh, the Johnny Swinger interview and of course the part three interview of Johnny Swinger will also be available uh, in the description box if you want to see the part three interview with Johnny and hopefully someday we'll do a part three interview with Buff Bagwell that is something that I'm considering doing at a later date I can't say when it will happen but I know for a fact it will happen because as I mentioned before Buff and I work together we're the very best of friends I can't think of a reason why he wouldn't want to come back on the Boochcast so I know when the time is right I will bring him up back on this show and of course uh, you can also go to Fight TV I have that other link in the description as well where you can check out UCW Battle of the Belts this is a show that we promoted during this interview where Johnny Swinger uh, faced Kid cash uh, for the UCW United States Championship. Also on the card, we had Carlito defending the uh, Universal Heavyweight Championship against the freak Rob Terry. Also, the Barbarian defended the Universal Hardcore Championship against Damian Legion with Envy in his corner. Also, we had uh, Sick Boy and Scotty Matthews defending the Universal Tag Team titles against Michael Youngblood and Jeff Lewis Neal. We also had Tatanka Buffalo taking on the real nature boy Paul Lee and of course the Jungle Kings took on the New Age villains um we had Blake Beretta versus King Garuda and in a GCW heavyweight title match Logan Creed took on Angry Alan Funk and I should preface that this took place before Alan Funk and I had our verbal altercation at that flea market a few years back so he and I were on good terms at that time. Also scheduled to appear, we have Ernest the Cat Miller, B. Brian Blair, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, this is obviously before he passed away, and the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. All that and more on UCW Battle of the Belts. Make sure you go and check that out now on Fight TV for a one-time purchase of $9.99. That's the best part. All you have to do is purchase it one time, and it is yours to keep forever. So go now and check that out. you get to see uh, some great commentary from myself and Mad Dog Dan Sawyer. And during the main event, we have a special guest commentator, which is the legendary Scott Hudson from WCW, who was also a mentor of mine when I was learning how to do commentary on the indie circuit. So check that out as well. And that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, will wrap up uh, this week's uh, episode of the Boochcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. 
content. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash the Boochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, January the 27th for the WWE Royal Rumble. That's right. This is our first stop on the road to WrestleMania 40. So make sure you join us for the Royal Rumble to find out who will win the Royal Rumble and hopefully, for the love of Jesus, will main event nights one and two of WrestleMania 40. Also, we have our live uh, D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special project in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99, $10 per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold the Peacock, you got to know where to put that $9.99. So to that 99 bring it over here. We got better content than the network, and unlike Endeavor, we actually care about our fans are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying through credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment, we used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes it'll be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.